This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, what's up, guys? This week on Trust and Believe, we are taking it back. I'm going to call this, even though it's my birthday month, I'm going to call it my friends, my people that I surround myself with that really are motivating and inspiring. And so we are going to start this week's podcast off uh, with... Todd Midget, a.k.a. my soul brother, and he's a great guy, and you're going to find out, if you haven't heard it before, how he lost lots and lots of weight, and it all started with him falling off of a roof. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the motivation that you're going to get, because it's time to trust and believe. Every single one of you out there has the power to motivate and take their dreams beyond anything you ever thought possible. You have helped fitness become a lifestyle lifestyle. You have to be 100% authentic in who you are. What's up? This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is Define Your Life with Sean T. Alright guys, so I'm really excited uh, for today's podcast simply because most of the time, or I mean in the last month, um, the last four podcasts I've done, it's really just been me talking. And I'll tell you something interesting, when I started this podcast um, experience, if you will, there were people people tell me like, you know, people want to know you and they want you to be... um, they just want to hear what Shanti is like outside of his workouts and his videos. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But the, to be very honest, like I don't thrive off of myself. I, I thrive off of people. And that's why I got into this world. I was teaching classes and just seeing the smiles on people's faces is what really made me happy. And I saw that they feel good. Or they felt good. And that's kind of, we talked about that before. Um, But just to kind of go a little bit further into this, you know, when you watch my infomercials, and I'm sure you all have been up watching infomercials, and I don't know what makes you buy the infomercial. But for me, infomercials and social media have gotten into this, the world of the before and after. And um, 
what's interesting about that is that really is inspiring and it makes people pick up the phone and or read this person's post or go to www.whateverworkout.com and want to purchase the workout because they see this person's body transformation and that's you know it's really amazing and i love it and i'm glad that people look at other people and they're inspired that way um but i look at other people and i'm inspired in a way that is so much bigger and so much more profound than the before and after i'm profound by who individual people are and what makes them who they are and especially in a sense of um you know the journey because i think a before and after picture is amazing i think it really kind of tells the testament of how much they committed to changing their outer shell but you know when you see the left side the before picture and on the right side you see the after picture for me i'm like what is the bridge that got them there because it's not really just the workout what happened in your mind what made you start and what made you get to the finish line and is this a finish line for you are you going to keep on going so uh, with that, I also started out doing my podcast and people were like, you know, when you have guests on your podcast, they should be really known guests of other people, well-known guests who are other people that have amazing podcasts because then you can get more listeners. But for me, like, yeah, that will come and I'm extremely happy to, you know, interview other people and be interviewed by other amazing people who have successful podcasts. But I really don't care about the number of people. I care about the quality of the people that listen to this podcast. Because for me, if you listen to it and your life isn't enhanced by the end of this 30, 40, or 60 minutes, I don't think I've done my job. And, and moreover, I just believe that I only need to focus on one person getting something from this so if 3,000 people listen to this podcast and they rolled their eyes I didn't do my job but if 3,000 people listen to this podcast and one person got something from it then I did my job so for me it's not about gaining followers it's about you gaining a better life and defining your life by the end of this so without further ado I had to um you know do some soul searching and you'll laugh when I say that in a little bit I had to do some soul searching like who do I want the first guest of my podcast to be um, I know I didn't want it to be anyone who had an, a successful podcast I wanted it to be um, I wanted to talk about the before and after and I wanted to talk about um, kind of what I was talking about before let's talk about the bridge of the before and after um, how did you start the journey what was the bridge to get you to the after picture and 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 when did you actually understand and accept yourself so i'm asking these questions and i have someone here looking at me and they're like do you want me to answer yet i think this person wants me to answer yet but i have to introduce them officially because that's just what we do in podcast land um so the person i'm going to have the first before and after story i guess i'll put it like that that i'm going to have on my show for the first time my very first guest is um i'll be straight up honest is it's not a book writer or anything it's a, a regular guy uh from south carolina who south I, carolina oh shit oh my god <laughs> we'll edit it's it. a regular guy from north carolina oh my god this is horrible don't edit it no i you know i make mistakes oh my goodness i guess i'm so excited why did i think south carolina I wish I knew. I have no idea. Oh, my God. 
This is so horrible. <laughs> I just totally botched this. It, no, the, keep I just going. no, but I just like totally botched the the um the the what am I? What's the word? The I'm introduction. To, the introduction. I can't even think of my words. But um, <laughs> anyway, so with without further ado, you heard his voice already. Um, his name is Todd Midget. He is a Beachbody coach and a husband and a father. Um, he just turned 40 years old. Um, I know a lot of people in this in the, who will be listening to this already know that I call him my soul brother. Um, and he's just an amazing guy. And we met a few months ago and it was really interesting in the last few months we've developed this relationship and people are like oh my god you guys are soul brothers like you've only really known each other for four months and we could talk about why I think time is um, measured in measured people think too much of what time is instead of just realizing that time is the hidden mechanism of a micrometer but we're going to go there later um, anyway I wanted to introduce you to him because um, he has a story of the before and after um, he has a before and after picture, and you can go online and see his before and after picture. But we're going to get into real talk of, you know, what made him start his journey of losing how much weight? Um, it was about 85, 88 pounds. Of losing 88 pounds, what started his journey, and um, when he actually realized that the after picture was more than just a picture. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my soul brother, Todd Midget, from North Carolina. Oh my God, that's horrible. You no, can't say not. somebody's like one of your best friends and you don't even like. That is strange that you did that because I'm like, you, you're you in Charlotte like twice a month and so it's like, no, you know where we horrible. live. No, that's not horrible. Anyway, so. It's real. And you might want to just tell them where we are in case they hear noises. Oh, you. this will probably sound a little different than most of my podcasts just because we're outside on the 18th hole of the golf course that I live on, I don't play golf. It just is really nice and peaceful here. And so you might hear noises from pools and there's no kids jumping around. But, you know, we have friends next door. We're having a Super Bowl party today. And, you know, one of our friends next door, she's really loud and funny. So you might hear her laugh or um, you might hear some airplanes overhead. It almost, I swear, it almost feels like we're sitting here and we're too... A radio or TV commentators with the headphones and the microphone watching the golfers go by talking about, oh, and he had such a great swing. And I think he. Yeah, but the problem is I find too many golf balls in my backyard, which means the people that play here aren't that great. <laughs> All right. So, Todd, let's talk about um, let's talk about your before and after journey. Let's call it a journey today. Um, I'm just going to let you talk and I will probably interrupt and and and. Because you might, I'm sure you'll say something that I want to dive oh, yeah. deeper into. So, and I have a feeling I know where we're going to go with this. But All right, well, go ahead. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Um, no, I mean, I was, you know, I was the bit. The last time I weighed myself when I was at my largest was 255, and I stopped. I think I stopped weighing myself because I didn't want to see what that number was. So that's the last number I had to go off of. So I mean, in, in my mind, I honestly think I was bigger than that at my largest before we started the whole weight loss journey. But it was January. And um, we had, you know, in the in the southeast, we get these little dustings, these little stupid little snowstorms at like an inch or two of snow. And my daughter, who was 12 years old, or no, she, she wasn't 12 then, but six years, seven years ago, she was in elementary school. And we were trying to figure out if she had school. And we have direct TV, and the satellite dish was covered with a little bit of snow, so we couldn't get a signal. So I had the bright idea of taking a ladder out there, brushing off the snow off the roof, 
and I was in my old lawn mowing shoes, which if you have lawn mowing shoes, those of you that mow your own grass, have these old, beat up, slick bottom shoes that you use because you don't want to mess up your good ones. And I go to step on the roof, and as soon as I stepped on the roof after I cleared the snow, I it was nothing but a sheet of ice. So as soon as my foot hit the roof and I took my other foot off the ladder, I just my foot just went out right out from underneath me, and I fell about 10 to 12 feet, um, literally off. And I, landed on a landscape timber right on my back and i just remember laying there and i was like oh my god like i thought i was gonna die i couldn't breathe i was like flashing it was just like in and out flashes it was just everything was kind of a blur and i remember crawling like it was all i could do on my stomach trying to crawl through my yard to get to the back deck i couldn't make a noise i couldn't call for alicia and whatever noise i was able to make thank god she heard me like she was in the back in the in the living room alicia's his wife yeah alicia's my wife she and my daughter carly and they heard me trying to crawl to the deck and she came out and she helped me up and she like got me in the house and i was like and i couldn't talk i couldn't breathe and it was one of those moments of panic where you're like freaking out because you're like i I think i'm dying like i don't know what's going on but it ain't good and so she drives me to the hospital flash forward or fast forward to the uh, hospital part of it she gets me to the hospital and the whole time we're going there i'm like oh my god i'm not going to make it i'm not going to make it they do all these tests on me they get me pain medication going through me and all this other stuff and the doctor comes in and after a couple of hours and she looks at me and she said you are so lucky that you're not paralyzed or dead she said most of the people that fall like you those are your two options and she was like all you have is a really really severe abdominal bruise and i was like okay and i mean i'm still kind of out of it but i remember this vividly and i love to give alicia a hard time about it even though it's a major part of the story she looked at the doctor and she was like do you think it's because he was so fat that saved his life and the doctor was like yeah she's like i really do she's like that's basically what protected his spine and at the time that I heard that, I was like, okay, yeah, you know, there was like that moment where you're like, okay, I'm glad I'm kind of fat, or I'm glad that that was the case, because obviously I don't want to be paralyzed or dead. But then you leave the hospital when you're laying at home, doped up on pain medication, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I see the infomercials for the Beachbody programs, you know, the P90X, the Insanity, you know, T25, whatever. And obviously, back then, this was before all those programs came out, but this was like when P90X and Insanity were out. And I just remember looking at that, and I'm like, man, I've got to do something. Like, I've got to change my life because I was 33 years old. I felt like I was 50. I was lethargic. I was a crappy husband. I was a crappy father. And the reason why I say that is not because I was not attentive, which I'm sure I probably have. I mean, yeah, that probably was part of it. But it was all just I just hated who I was. I hated who I was. And being fat and hearing a doctor say, thank God you were this fat because it saved your life while it's amazing and great and good at that instance it was a really kind of a, like a kick in the in the pants yeah. i want to i want to talk about um <clears throat> i want to talk about the word fat because you know i thought it was very interesting that alicia was like you know do you think it was fat because you think the fact that he was fat changed his life and the doctor was like yeah because obviously you had so much cushion um because I actually personally have a really hard time calling people fat. And I'm not saying, I mean, you were quote unquote fat. So, right. I, you know, that's how you you um, perceived it and felt it. Um, 
And I think I just have a really hard time with that because, I mean, look, it is what it is. Some people are like, it is what it is. Like, you know, you have a lot of fat around you. So when they said that, was it the word that made you like open your eyes or was it that you actually knew you were overweight? I think I knew I was overweight, but it was one of those things where you don't really see it for what it really is. You, you feel the insecurities. You have the moments of not wanting to take your shirt off at the pool or at the beach or whatever. But you really just never – it's never a priority. It's not. It doesn't bother you enough to make the life change. So I think when I heard her say that and say – and the, yeah, you're right. The word fat, now that you say it like that, it did hit home with me. Because like to hear the, to hear my wife say the, that word and say because he was so fat and then hear a medical expert, a doctor, say yes, it's like – Wow, it's like okay. So, so yeah, I, and and I just ask that because I mean, even in today's world, I mean, people who are fit and that we're around who work out all the time, like oh my god, I'm I feel fat today, and you know, it's like what is fat really? But we don't need to go any further than that. I just wanted to see how hearing that because people call people fat, and I get so angry about it, and um, because I just feel like there's another way. You know what I mean? There's another way and, you know, you're overweight or, you know, whatever. So, I mean, let's, we can move on from that. So you saw the Beachbody program. Um, I think you did P90 or P90X. P90, or I started off with Power 90. You started Power 90 um, with our lovely friend, Tony Horton, who um, is, it's so funny. I was teasing him the other day. We were in a meeting and I was like, yeah, I don't really get your jokes. But then as (laughs) as the meeting, as the meeting went along, I was like, Oh my god, like I actually <laughs> I kind of think he's a little funny. But um <laughs> but he re- I mean, you know, it's it was interesting because um you know, I never did P90 or Power 90 or P90X, but I know a lot of people who have and they have amazing results. So that so that's another thing because that's we talk about that before and after, you know, yeah. people watching the TV. So what did you see? You you're in the bed or what happened how did this work out well i mean i'm laying there and and i was on some serious pain medication like i mean i'm talking i was doped up but i was obviously conscious enough to watch that and see what was going on and i just remember something about the infomercials and i'll give you know you got i give beachbody credit because whether it's the t25 and sandy or whatever i mean they do a good job of actually picking real people so that when you're watching them there's something different about it and i remember thinking oh my god these people seem real so I remember Alicia coming home that night and I remember saying something to her. I'm like, Hey, um, I saw this infomercial for this P90X thing and I think I'm going to get it and I'm going to, I think I'm going to do this. And I remember her saying, yeah, right. Like you're like, you're never, and I, and you got to understand, I never order anything off of TV. Like I'm not that guy that orders stuff off infomercials or whatever. And I remember her questioning it. Like she was like, are you really going to do this? Because she had seen me try to lose weight and try to get in shape she would watch me go downstairs and get on the treadmill and run for 30 minutes or run to an hour i even did that program couch uh five, couch to 5k where it eases you into running a 5k and you do it on the treadmill and i had minimal success doing that because 
one of the problems was my diet never changed. So the whole time I'd be working out, I had this old weight bench from high school. And I would go downstairs. I'd run the treadmill. I'd get the weight bench out. I would lift weights to the point to where the next day I couldn't even straighten my arms because I overdid it and didn't know what I was doing. And I would go on the treadmill and think that that earned me the right to go to a fast food chain and order a double cheeseburger, fries, drinks, milkshake, whatever. So I would think that that gave me the right to go to a fast food place and order whatever the hell I wanted to eat. And I would go to, you know, I don't know, I think they're everywhere, Sonic drive-ins. And I would go there and I'd order these, like, extra long cheese coney and, this, and, the, and the burger with fries and a, and a doc, large Dr. Pepper and a milkshake. And then I would wonder why I wasn't getting anywhere because, you know. But, the, but I think I have a question about that because so you really thought that you were working out and you were going to get somewhere even though you were going back out and eating this type of food. Yeah, there were times that I would literally sit there and go, okay, I'm going to do this, and then I've earned the right to go. Oh, I would go upstairs, and Alicia would, you know, at the time we weren't eating as healthy as we do now. And maybe, let's say she made macaroni and cheese, for example. And I'd be like, all right, I earned macaroni and cheese. All right, I earned some potato chips, or I earned ice cream, or whatever. And it just, it never registered. And I think, and I and see, now that I'm where we are now, seven, eight years later, whatever, I see people and I can relate to what they're going through because I see people doing the same thing. Well, uh, yeah, and I and I was going to say that because a lot of times people ask me like, you know, Sean T, what, like, what should I eat? And I'm my initial response is like, come on, like you you know what to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like I immediately say that, and then I hear you say that, and I'm like, wow, I think people really, some people might really not know what to eat, but. Um, and so, for those of you who have said you know what to eat, I apologize because I really think that, like, you know, but then there were times where I would talk to people and they would be like, I'm like, what do you eat? They're like, oh, I eat wheat pasta and I eat, you know, they, there's things that they're eating because the box says it's healthier, yeah. a healthier option. And I'm like, but they, but the portion control is not there. So, um, you know, we've talked about this, like, we've driven past Sonic multiple times I'm and like, you oh said my God. you've never been there I was like I've never been to Sonic oh, because we should, we should totally go by there and go in <laughs> one day so um, we can go today but so I was like oh my gosh like I've never been to Sonic and I, you know I've, obviously I've been to McDonald's and Burger King and we used to have Roy Rogers and you know all that stuff so I understand what it is but I'm like I just find it interesting that that was your go to meal so you're you're you've you eventually realize that um, you're not getting. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Anywhere. No, and I mean, and just to add to that, because you just made me think about it, it was nothing for me, for me and my stepdad, who you, who you know. Dave and I would sit there and we would go to Taco Bell. You know, they would come over back before we had Carly, before we had, you know, it was just, we were just married. And we would go out on the weekends with them and, and have fun. 
and we'd come home and it'd be 11 30 12 30 even one o'clock in the morning and i would drive my happy ass up to taco bell and go through the drive-thru because they were open late and i come back with like three or four tacos and a bean burrito bean and cheese burrito or whatever and i mean it just i was just having flashbacks to those times i can relate to that because when i used to live in la and i was a professional dancer and i was like um you know, I was thinner. Like, I worked out all the time. Like, I taught a million classes and I had rehearsals. And this is at the time where I would be, like, out at the club, like, in my late, uh-huh. my, my mid-20s. And I was, like, you know, living in another state where nobody knew who I was or whatever. And I was partying it up. But then I would get home, um, get home from the club, you know. I'm like, you know, after you're like completely sober and then you're like, oh my God, I'm hungry. And I would go to Carl's Jr. and I would get like two tacos. I would get, I would look at the dollar menu because I was poor, basically. I would get two tacos. I would get two cheeseburgers from the dollar menu. I would get like a big fry. And oh my God, there was something about it that was so Especially especially at one or two in the morning, or after you've been out drinking, or whatever. Drinking makes me hungry anyway. Right. So, so so the thing is, like, and and so I get that, and you know, we're all. I mean, I think the majority of people who are listening to this, or the majority of people we would talk to, could relate to that because food is just so amazing. It's like the most amazing for me. Like, I love to eat and. I hate to deprive myself of like amazing things. That's why I th- I'm really thinking about going to Sonic for the first time later because there's one right down the street. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure you'll go with me. You're my soul brother. You'll do anything with me. But um, so um, I-, I think that's just like a really amazing thing that you realize that you work out and you think that you can eat whatever you want. And then you obviously there was a point at which you realize this isn't working. And when we come back, we're going to find out when that time was that you realize that eating at sonic everything and anything you wanted wasn't working for you while you were working out so ladies and gentlemen stay tuned we're going to hear more from the man that fell off the roof let's go come on all right so we're back with todd and we were talking about sonic and for some reason even over the little break that we took i couldn't stop. get it out of my head is anyone with me or what fast food restaurant are you looking toward going to later don't do it um so we're back with Ty who um was telling us about his journey through falling off the roof and his wife and the doctor telling him that the the fact that he was fat saved his life and he ended up buying uh my lovely colleague Tony Horton's program Power 90 you Power 90 just released like a few months ago yeah they reshot it so if you're yeah so if you're a beginner exerciser um you should check that out probably power90.com or go to beachbody.com and check it out um so uh yeah so you were eating you were working out and then you would eat whatever you want i need to know when the switch happened when when did you say this i'm not seeing results i still feel quote unquote fat because you don't hate that word and like i need to know like and i think people want to know where did you make the switch and how hard or easy was it for you to make the switch honestly i think once i decided to do P90X, or I was actually going to do P90X, and then I and when I researched it, I got scared. So I thought I'm going to start off with Power 90s. Is why I did. So like I never research things. You know me. I'm just like you. Like I'm an impulse decision maker, or I'm an emotional decision maker. So if are I you want, telling me you saying I'm the same as you? A little bit. Okay. Um. So whenever I want to do something, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. And Alicia would tell you that. And so for me to research something was not normal. 
So I researched it, and then when I, I think it was just when I started a structured system because you understand, like I didn't, I was too insecure to go to a gym or go to a fitness place and hire a personal trainer or show up and or roll up in a gym because in my mind I'm like here I am 255 or higher because at 255 was the last number when I stopped measuring. And I'm like, I'm sure as hell not going to walk up into a gym and ask somebody for help. I want to do it at home where nobody can see me, which is one of the reasons why I love what we do as, as Beachbody coaches and why I think Beachbody is, is, is successful because people have that insecurity of going out in public and making themselves vulnerable and other people seeing them with their roles and the jiggles or whatever, which is how I felt. So when it was just having that structure, having that person on the TV screen telling me what to do every day and then having the nutrition guide and then understanding and see i'm not you and alicia give me a hard time and scott give me a hard time by not being a cook and so i don't cook so one of the things i liked about you know p90x or power 90 and, and the other programs is that they have that portion control where they show you how many proteins to eat back then it was these little square blocks and it was like and you know and i've learned a lot since then because when i look back to then it was like i would go and buy like um the morning star uh, veggie dogs and, and and I'm not saying those things aren't I'm not going to say they're bad or good but I'm saying I was buying a lot of processed the frozen di- food that are easy to eat that exactly. have a lot of sodium and a exactly. lot of preservatives in there yeah so I was going that route and I and I did lose weight because I was monitoring the number of proteins and carbs and all that stuff and I got into it because I I think once I made that decision I had that aha moment of while you've got to do something, I think I was all in. But I think that, I think what's more important, I think what I want to know, and I think what people want to know is, so I think what I want to know, like how much time did it take for you to say, I need to do this and for you to stick with that? Because initially, like, yeah, I can tell people like, you need to eat fresh food and fresh food and only, you know, stuff from the butcher that's fresh. But, you know, look, let's be honest. You know, when I was younger, my family couldn't afford it. We had lean cuisines and boxed macaroni and cheese and whatever. Um, so it's, you know, it's not that easy for everybody to say, no. I want to switch. Well, but I mean, no, so my, no, my, only, my only question is, you know, how long did it take for you to to get in a rhythm that you say I'm going to start eating better portions and more importantly how long did it take for you to start losing weight I well I would say to answer that I would say the answer to that question starts back to when I was when I knew I was overweight but I didn't really see it for what it was so when I would do the couch to 5k's and I would do the treadmill and that kind of stuff that was me trying to start something And then it was me falling off the roof and having the aha moment and hearing the doctor. So, I mean, if you go back, I would say there was probably like three years of me attempting for a couple of weeks and stopping attempting for a couple of weeks and stopping because I would not lose weight because I didn't know what the hell I was doing because I wasn't following a structured program. I didn't have a book or somebody telling me what to eat. I was just trying to use what I thought at the time was common sense, which it wasn't. And so it was it was actually take making the commitment to be like, okay. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to do this program or I'm going to join this gym or I'm going to take this class or whatever your situation is. And it was just me. And then once I started, I will say that the one of the game changers for me was that in, in all the times of the last, the previous three years up to that point, I was always by myself. So when Alicia, this time, for whatever reason, because you know Alicia, she's never really been out of shape and she never, she doesn't, it's not like she has a lot of weight to lose. She decided to go on the journey with me. And so when she was like, okay, we'll do this together, 
that to me was a game changer because it was like, okay, even though she didn't have, I think she may have lost eight pounds. And eight pounds is nothing for a lot of people. I mean, most people, you know, eight, and, but for women, it can be a, eight pounds can be a lot. But she decided to go on it with me. And I think that's what helped me stay accountable was because there were times that I would get up and I'd be like, I don't want to do this. And she would be like, no, let's do it. And there were times that she didn't want to do it. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And after the first week or so, I started to see a pound or two come off. And I, I remember the first time. I ever did like he had some yoga moves in there and I still I'm not a fan of yoga but I just remember how awkward and stupid and idiotic I felt the first time I did a downward dog and a leg swing up to or a spider you call them spider lunges when we do them in in Sandy Max 30 but like you know you would do a downward dog into a spider lunge and I'm just like what in the hell am I doing like this is so stupid I look like an idiot thank god nobody can see me but Alicia's sitting there and what is she thinking and I got this big old belly so you you're so now we're getting into the self-conscious thing oh absolutely because you know while you know we went on this journey you fell off the roof they told you you were fat you know we talked about the kind of food you're eating and knowing that it's not working and then you're like i need portion control and now you get portion control and now you're like oh my god something's working but you're still self-conscious absolutely 100 percent. and i think that was one of the biggest things that tied into the aha moment is like you gotta like you and i talked about this you gotta get into the emotional I, I tell people, if you're going to make a change, or you tell people this too, and I'm not trying to be like a fitness trainer expert or whatever, but I'm just saying from experience for me, I feel like you've got to have an aha moment to where you're like, okay, I'm going to do it no matter what. I'm, I'm sick of this yo-yo BS or trying or failing or whatever. And I was just tired of feeling old. I was tired of feeling like I was 60 or 50 years old. I was tired of sweating, walking to the mailbox to check the mail. I would break out in a cold. I mean, just like I would just be soaking wet, just walking to the mailbox. It was ridiculous. It pissed me off. I was tired of being the guy, that the dad that couldn't run with his kid and play around with him. And I just, I hated the way I felt. So I get that. And I think we all have been there before. So... I want to I want to fast forward a little bit, um, and I want to get to the point at what you did, or at the point where you clicked internally and said, "I'm seeing results a little bit. I'm still sub, I'm still a little you know you know not confident and really self conscious about the way I look." And what did you do to to bring it home to say? I need to do this to get there. And and the next part of that question is, I want to know, what do you remember the defining moment when you started to accept and be happy with who you are? Ooh, man. Those are two loaded questions together. Like the first, I, I, so when I finished Power 90, I lost 30 pounds in the first 30, 60 days. So I think that was when I started to gain confidence and started to be like, okay, I can do this downward dog and, and this is not that hard anymore. I'm starting to understand why I'm doing it. And I, I started to feel less awkward. And I think that's when I had that mindset of, okay, if I want to get a six pack, so like I, you know, obviously you're not going to go from 255 or whatever down to 179, which is, which is where I was at my leanest in 30, 60, 90 days. It's going to take multiple rounds. You know, it's going to take, a year, two years, you know, who knows? For me, it probably took two to three years to really get to when Asylum came out. 
Asylum was probably the first program to where when I finished it, I was like, okay, now I'm starting to see, now I'm starting to feel good about myself. But to answer the second part of your question, so I would say two, to, I would say the first 30, 60, 90 days, I started to have enough confidence to realize that to get to that next level, I was going to have to keep challenging myself and change it up. So I went from Power 90 to P90X. So I did P90X, got even better results. So then I'm like, all right, what's next? Then it was insanity. Then it was insanity, the asylum. Then it was, you know, it was, it was just different. I always was looking for the next thing, and then I would always go back, and then I would do like mixtures of the two. But I was always, and then you know, it's funny. Like when you start to get in shape, and you start to your body starts to feel better, you find yourself starting to do more things. So I would start playing basketball with a group of guys. I would I would get out of the house and go play basketball. We would start running with Jason and Barbie. But, but what I'm what I'm hearing, and what I like that I'm hearing, and what I tell people a lot is like. Fitness became a lifestyle change for you. Yes, absolutely. And it just, it seemed like it just flowed and it started to flow with the confidence that you were getting from, you know, the results you were seeing. And, and that's great. I think that's really amazing. You, you know, you're becoming more active. Um, but for me, and I just do this because I'm just me and I have to ask, I, I personally feel things are so much deeper Oh, yeah. Then I mean I personally feel like it's because de- it's deeper than a number on a scale or you know being able to to run faster jump higher and so I'm going to rewind just a little bit a lot actually because now we're in a space where this has become a lifestyle change for you you're married you're playing basketball you're playing sports you're doing multiple rounds of the program but why do you think because I've seen pictures of you when you were younger, and you were a thin guy. It's not like you, um, you were, you know, naturally a, a bigger guy. So why do you think you got you gained that weight in the first place? I think I got complacent. I was, you know, I, I, I just, I think you, you know, you hit your mid twenties, your metabolism slows down. I was working in the radio stations at the time. I wasn't getting outdoors. I was sitting in a chair all day. You know, we would go out on the, we'd go out at night. We'd party. We'd eat out all the time. We never cooked. We did this. We did that. And it just became. It was a. It was the lifestyle that I led that that by far caused me to gain weight. I was tons of calories in, no calories out. And all the ninety percent of the calories that were coming in were not healthy. Fruits and vegetables weren't in my vocabulary, you know that kind of stuff. But then, what sucked was the person that I felt found myself becoming as I gained weight. I started to pull away from Alicia. I started to feel really insecure. I started hating the way I looked. I started having serious body image issues. And we've talked about this because even up in in uh, this is going to sound weird, but I, I mean you you know this to be true, and I'll just say it. It wasn't until you and I became soul brothers and became amazing, very good friends and, and uh, soul brothers. I don't like the word friends because we're more than that. But it's like when we connected and you came into our lives is when I really started to tap into the body image issues. Well, I, you know, I want to say before we move on, because I think that I want to take a quick break um, and let people kind of percolate on this whole process of, you know, why you gain weight, how you went through the process, what happened to you, and and the eating and to feel more confident. Because, like, I'm I'm about to go seriously deep here because, and I, you know, and I don't have a problem sharing personal stories of myself while we go through this next stage. But 
I think confidence, self-confidence, I feel like, you know, especially in marriages or even if you're single and dating, you know, I feel like your body image plays a huge role in how you move throughout your day. And so when we come back, we're going to get really deep, seriously deep into body image issues when it comes to relationships. Shanti's Trust and Believe will be right back. Do you want to send text and motivate your friends? Well, guess what? I have it. It's time. Shanti's Fitmoji is Fitmoji by Shanti in the App Store and Google Play. You can send emojis, Shanti emojis. You can send food emojis. You can send fun video emojis. You can send audio file emojis that get to motivate you, your friends, and your family, and you get to send some fun gifts. Communicate with the Shanti Fitmoji, and you will always dig deeper. Now back to Shanti's Trust and Believe. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. All right, so we're back with Todd. I can't. I hate when you call me that. All right, well, we're back with Soul. There you go. So from this point forward, I'll call you Soul. That's a whole another situation. I know that we'll talk about. They just need to understand. Um, you know, I love that fitness became a lifestyle for you. I love it. Um, I, I think every day, you know, we hang out as much as we possibly can, and you definitely work out every day i mean there are days where i don't even feel like working out and you're like what time are we working out or it'll be like 11 o'clock at night and we're texting each other like good night soul and <laughs> what time are we working out tomorrow morning i'm like oh i'm like i have to i mean i i will work out anyway but the fact that i have to put a time on it i'm like rats but it's fun because we get up and we do our, our our coffee talk in the morning and we go but my thing is and i I'm, I'm, I'm moving a little bit past just the fitness thing because like, yeah, fitness is great, but there's a lot of people, like I said before, once you get to that, you know, if you're trying to go from 180 to 140 or 130, you can get there and still be insecure. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and that's happened to me. I mean, I didn't get 100% secure with who I am until, you know, I was like, like after I was married like I I never wanted to and I didn't share this with you before because we've had this conversation but I hated walking around naked like I hated it even in front of Scott like I was just like 
I don't want to walk around naked. And I have no idea if it had anything to do with, you know, my, the sexual abuse that I went through when I was younger. But I was just like, I hated walking around naked. And now, like, I love walking around naked. Like, I think it's, like, amazing. And and people might be like, oh, my God, that's so, like, you know, vain or whatever. But for so long, I hated walking around naked, even at my fittest. Like, now I'm just like, I'm like, I love it because I work out every day. I'm, I'm you know, I have my, you know, seven pound, pound fluctuation of, like, 188 to 195. It just depends on what's going on and how much I'm traveling or what have you. But, um... And so, and I feel like when you like walking around naked, like your sex life is like amazing. And so, you know, we talked about this before and I'll be honest, like I've asked him some of these questions before, but it's these things I want you guys to hear. And so a couple of weeks ago, Alicia, you know, uh, Soul's wife and, and Alicia, Soul's wife and Soul, they were here visiting our house and we, we were talking about how she was like he doesn't walk around naked in front of me and i was like what now part of me was like what because i was like oh my god like he is my soul brother because i used to hate walking around naked but i'm like why so then it was like why like walk around naked like why is your wife and she's like i don't know why he like he even wears a towel around him and so and this is like a few months ago i mean and you i mean you're fit you you know you I mean I look at you as a pretty confident guy so why do you think even after all of this you know change and success and and weight and and fitness and body image were you still putting a towel on when you got outside the shower (laughs) it has nothing to do with the fact that my last name is midget insert joke oh here. my gosh um but it's like it's it has Why been, did uh, i know you were gonna go but there let's, but let's just be i mean let's just get the elephant out of the room on that part of it. it's not it wasn't an insecurity as far as any kind of body parts any of that kind of stuff <laughs> it was strictly i'm just keeping it real it, i'm not saying and i'm not saying the opposite i'm just saying that's All not right. what it was I'm not, right <laughs> now i'm not gonna really get into that i just you know <laughs> I just wonder why you putting a towel on. I ain't getting the body parts. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is like it for me. It was. It was, and I still at sometimes struggle with it. Not nearly as bad since you and I become close because you really helped me with that during our conversations. Is like, I think for me, no matter how fit or how thin I got, even when I was 179 after finishing Asylum. I never felt like it was good enough. I never felt like it was where it should be. And and the reason why, what in what bothers me and what's helped me kind of do this is, you know, we do a ton of YouTube videos and we're always posting YouTube videos and we've got a ton of asylum videos out there. And I remember going back and I'll still go back and look at them. And I look at some of the videos from when I did asylum and I'm like, oh my God, I had a six pack. Like I'm watching the videos and I see the six pack and then I'm sitting there going, I look back at that time in my life and I'm like, why didn't I appreciate what I had then? Like, I was younger, I was in really good shape, but it takes me going back and seeing it on video to actually see what the rest of the world sees because then I still felt fat. I'll say, you know, it's so freaking crazy. I'll be at events or there'll be times when, you know, when I, earlier in my relationship, like, we're at a travel and so, you know, we, you know, you just take, like, I just take a selfie and send it to Scott. Or even to some of my friends, like, I take a selfie and be like, hey, you know, and some of them are shirtless, you know, just kind of fun. Like, yo, yeah. like, me and my friends, we always send, like, pictures of our abs because, like, we just feel like, 
holiday abs today because you know Shanti's known for abs when they're really good and you know I would take like I'm like ugh like I don't want to send this picture but go ahead I felt like it was the worst picture in the world and then like a month two months three months later a year later I'm like going back through my pictures and just deleting through my phone I'm like oh my god I was like I was ripped but at the time I was like oh my god this is horrible exactly like and our eyes go to the worst possible thing that you could see when you look in a mirror we go to the worst like whatever's whatever you don't like you get fixated on that yep and the the opposite happens when someone else looks at you yeah when when someone else looks at you or someone who thinks you're attractive or loves you you know like like they immediately go to like oh my god like this person's hot and they think like how amazing you look but we when we look in the mirror as individuals we're like oh my god this is horrible and so i just find it to be i think i think it's very interesting you know i've done it and still today do it to myself even though like now i try to focus on the positives like i step outside of myself and i'm like what if you weren't you like would you think you were hot you know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. So, um, we talked about that. And so, I remember talking to Alicia and being like, you know, uh, let me know if Todd, like, walks out of the shower and not puts a towel on. So, how how has it been since we had that discussion and we brought it to, to it's, surface? It's been better. It really has. Like, you've, you've made me realize, like, when we had that conversation with Alicia, I was like, you know what? She does it. She does, she's not afraid. She'll walk around naked in front of me. And and I think just for me, it's just getting over that mental hump of not still feeling like the fat guy. Because I'm telling you, back it just it, I flash back to the time when I was overweight, and I just remember literally dreading. Like I would do anything in my mind or my power to get out of going to a swimming pool, going to a beach. I dreaded the summer. I loved the winter. Why did I love the winter? Because I could wear baggy sweatpants, baggy sweatshirts, and I didn't feel as fat and didn't look as fat. So like, you know, that was like like that was my thing. I loved the cold time of the year because I could I didn't have to show off my body. And so like now I still flash back to that. But since that conversation, it's gotten better. And I tried I've tried really hard to embrace it and i will say this and i and i just i want to put this out there because i want to give alicia and scott and whatever spouse is out there some credit and or advice is that when you're married to somebody who's going through a weight loss struggle or trying to get in shape like i was when alicia and i started communicating better and she started complimenting me more and started encouraging me and telling me how amazing I looked and that kind of stuff that goes a long way so like if you're listening to this and you're a spouse of somebody that is going through that please compliment them and when you see because that's what's going to help them get over the body image issues because it definitely makes me feel better when Alicia walks up to me and she's like oh my god you're I'm so lucky to have you you're so hot blah 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 but I mean with that said you have to accept it yeah not you I mean I know you do now but you know the, the the person that's getting the compliment has to accept it because and a lot I, of people don't. And I struggle with that. Yeah. A lot of people don't like compliments. Or if you tell them, like, they immediately shun it away. And on my days that I don't feel great, like, I shun it away. I'm like, you're just saying that because you have to. And you have to not. Like, if your loved one, it could be a brother or sister. Like, if someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, my God, you look amazing. You can't say they're just saying that because they have to or they're just saying that to make me feel good like you have to try to accept it and um and and i just think that's really important so 
I want to know when it comes to like you lost this weight or you gained a lot of weight and you lost the weight like is as a married guy is your sex life any different I was actually hoping you'd go there oh you know I'm well I know you're gonna go there absolutely like it's crazy like I tell people man married couples that work out together stay together um, it definitely helps. I mean, I remember you talking to a married couple the other day, which you can tell that story. If I don't remember, yeah, I was talking to a married couple the other day when we did an event in North Carolina, North Carolina, and um, you know, it's the second time it had happened to me. There was a couple that said, you know, you basically saved our marriage. We started working out together, and then we started to encourage each other because they were going through a rough time, and they were like, "Oh my God, this person really does care about me." And actually, excuse me. Um, too much sparkling water um that actually happened to me years ago when i used to have this dance fitness um certification called stride i went to this um i went to this uh i was doing a certification and there was a married couple in there and i was like oh my god they're like so cute the wife was really pretty and the husband was just like this really nice looking guy with a great aura and so after at the end they came up to me and they were like they both got a little teary-eyed and was like, you know, you saved our marriage because they were going through something. They started doing insanity together. And if you think about it, when you're doing, if you're going through a tough time with a spouse and you do a program like Insanity where you're using your body, you're struggling, and one person is having a great day and they can look over to their spouse and say, you know what? Like, you can do this. You know the dynamic shift that happens? I mean, that to me is so amazing because it's that one thing you know and thing thing about you're doing 60 days of this or if you do multiple rounds so every day you guys are playing a tennis match back and forth of like paying each other compliments and saying i'm going to lift you up i'm going to get you like do you need help like come on you can go and you can do this and it really i i feel like it's not about necessary to exercise like i always say it's about what you do with it mentally and i think you know exercising together is a great therapy i drive around this neighborhood um every morning when i go to dunkin donuts and get my coffee and sometimes a coconut donut and i see this um this couple they run they do this they do a run i've seen them yeah the black couple right they're so cute i love it they wave to you but every day they're working out together and sometimes later in the afternoon i'm playing tennis and they're doing their run together and I don't know. I don't know them. I don't know their name. I never said hi to them outside of waving th- to them through the car. But one thing is, I see is like they're doing something together, and that can really be a great, like, therapeutic part uh, thing that will help your relationship. So, can I add something to this? Of, wanna... of course, you can. So. <laughs> so, like, I'm just sitting there listening to you, thinking about this. I'm thinking back to the to the question you just asked me, and it's like I think people need to understand that it's it's everything about this is a patience game and and that's one of the biggest things that people lack is patience and understanding that it's going to take time and it's not going to happen tomorrow well the side effects of it like being more confident in your marriage and sex life or whatever is going to take time and patience and and it's going to take you know time to get there so what i would say is is that like you know when i lost the weight i mean we've been we've been on this fitness journey for i started when i was 33 i'm 40 now so it's been seven years I would say the first three years of it, maybe even four or five years of it, still didn't feel confident to walk around naked. It wasn't until you brought it to our attention a couple of months ago. And then previously. It was that, actually just a couple of weeks ago because yeah, I remember that conversation. I know. But even before that, like, let's just, let's say go back two years from now or two years ago. So, like, let's say we're five years into the journey. 
you know, you get to the point to where you don't have to turn the lights off, or you can. I can't believe we're saying this, but Why? whatever. I mean, this is because real you talk. like you can have sex during the daytime and not be worried about what you look like. And it's like you know, Alicia never cared. She never worried about it. Me, like to have sex during the daytime when people could, when she could actually see me, or God forbid, there be a mirror in the room where you catch a glimpse of yourself and be like, "Oh my God, look at that stomach!" Like the the bad part of it. And it's like it's amazing to feel like. Things don't have to just be black and white. It opens up your world to the possibilities and the things that you always knew they could be, wanted them to be. And it's like it takes you to that next level. And then when you start communicating or then you get out of the shower and your wife looks at you and she's like, oh, my God, you look really hot. Or if I look at her and I'm like, mm, like, look at that. Like, mm. you know, yeah. Mm. So I want to what I want to talk about. Um, it changes your life is what I'm just going to say. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I know it changed your life because y'all be talking about doing it all the time. So, and I love it. Oh my God, it makes me so happy. I mean, look, y'all married, y'all can, you know, whatever. Right. But, so, here's a question I have for you. All right. If you had to choose three things physically about yourself that you absolutely love, give me those three things that now that you didn't quite even look at before. And now you're like, Oh my God, that's like amazing. Oh, that's easy. Okay. Arms, ass, and calves. All right. <laughs> well, there you have it. Well, no, it. seriously, because I never, dude, I never had arms. I know. I'm like, you know, it's so funny. Like 20 minutes ago, as we were like doing this and we're sitting across from each other, I'm like, is he trying to come for me with those veins? I'm like, does he know who I am? Like, I actually have veins in my arms. And then, like, I've always had big calves, but never really appreciated them. And then you and I both have amazing ass. Sets, <laughs> and so I'm. Look, I'm just keeping it real, and I and it's, it's just to say, like, we all look at ourselves as one way, and other people can look at us and say that it's actually amazing. Like, so you know, if you're out there and you're sitting there and you're hard on yourself, whether you have sixty pounds to lose, whether you have thirty pounds to lose, or whether you are really just on your last five, the goal is to, like I always said say is like look in the mirror and accept who you are i'll say it it'll sound redundant but you know just hearing you know i like people that people heard from you today soul because i feel like you know you're just a a normal guy that went through a weight loss journey a weight loss gain and a weight loss loss i mean a weight weight gain and a weight loss and you went through your journey and so you know, a couple of days ago when we were coming to your 40th birthday party, I was like in my bathroom and I was packing because we were coming to your house and I was putting together your video for your birthday and um, I saw the Dropbox with all the pictures and I saw a picture of you on a boat and I was Ooh, like, yeah. and so I saw that picture and obviously I know you, the guy that I talk to every day and it really looked like two different people and I always say, like I always said to you, like I really wish I was friends with that person, like the overweight, the dog. overweight guy. Like I, I wish I would have known the overweight Todd because and, then, and go ahead because okay. like you know our friendship was filled with like amazing conversations and one of those things are we we do share our vulnerabilities in life and sometimes I was saying well, initially I say I want to be friends with the overweight guy because I want you to know like it doesn't matter how fit or how good looking you are. Or whatever you're going, I'm like I want to be I want to be friends with people when they're at their worst because I feel the internal them, and but now and seeing that after you, you know I was like wow like 
and I was like, and I really want people to hear this story because you're sitting on that boat and you look oh miserable. My God. It was, it, but if you look at any pictures of you today, even if you're just, even if it's a candid shot of you not, you see your happiness. And and I feel like I wanted people to know the bridge to your happiness. And and I will tell you that's that picture that because we just posted on our social media the other day, not that long ago. Like it took me back. Like I it. I, it it kind of made me pause for a second because I looked at that picture and my stomach and the rolls. I mean, I was, I know I had to be over 255 in that picture and I'm sitting there looking at it and I'm just like, oh my God. And I just, I just want to say one thing that you have done for me since we've become close that I, that I really think a lot of people need to understand that they need to apply to their own life. You have always told me to get uncomfortable, to be comfortable. And like people don't, I don't think people really think about that enough as far as like, you know, I just started getting to the point to where I'll work out with just compression shorts on. And you've done that forever. Like, you come to my house and you'll be, you'll just be like, compression shorts and sometimes nothing else or sometimes a shirt or whatever. And I always would look at you, like, even since we in the few four months that we've known each other, I'd be like, man, like, how does he do that? Like, I just, I could never do that. Well, the thing is... And then I finally have gotten to that point because I'm starting to embrace. I'm like, you know what? I am what I am. And, like, I've started to see myself in the mirror and see the things that you talk about. And I think people just need to be constantly reminded to do what you just said is to look at yourself, find the things that you love about yourself. And then it, it kind of starts to change the way you look at yourself. So I'm going to say this, and you brought up a great point of getting uncomfortable to be comfortable. Every single thing that we talked about today, you were uncomfortable about mm-hmm. at one point in your life. It was uncomfortable to have to go out to the roof to change, to get the snow off the roof because you wanted to watch TV. It was extremely uncomfortable to fall. It was extremely uncomfortable for to hear your wife ask the doctor, is it because he was fat that his life was changed? And it was very uncomfortable to hear the doctor say, yes, being fat changed your life. It was uncomfortable for you to have to accept the fact that when you were watching the Power 90 infomercial, to ex- you had to be uncomfortable to be like, I actually need to buy this. And then you had to be uncomfortable to work out. The comfort came at one point when you were actually going to Sonic every day and feeling that food. But that comfort wasn't getting you to the place that you were happy about. It was when you had to, again, get uncomfortable to change the way that you ate so that you could lose the weight on your way to comfortability. And if you really talk about it. Your sex life, your marriage, everything has happened. You had to go through uncomfortability for you to get happy. And you and me today, there are things today that we talked about on our daily morning coffee talk that you are uncomfortable having to talk about and have to gain confidence to talk about to get you in a comfortable state. And I say that to say this. Ladies and gentlemen, we are always on a journey. And that uncomfortable feeling that you have when you're going on this journey is the one thing that you have to attach to and say, this is how I'm going to get there. There are way too many people in this world that are living in this comfortable space, but I can promise you that your comfortable space is masked because we all have something going on in our life that is just not comfortable. 
I'm going through it in some stuff with my company right now. Like, I have to voice my concerns and my opinions. It's uncomfortable, but I accept the uncomfortableness because I know in order for me to get to a happy place, I have to go through the challenge. Life is a challenge. Your workout is a challenge. When you go from your before and after picture, there's going to be a bridge, and that bridge is a challenge. And I just want to thank my soul brother who's here today for sharing his story because as much as we love each other and we're having an amazing conversation today at some point we're going to go through a challenge be it vulnerability or just needing to express ourselves to each other in order to get to tomorrow to be happy and then that next day we're also going to meet a challenge and that's why we should embrace the challenge embrace the uncomfortableness and be comfortable being uncomfortable this is Define Your Life with Sean T. If you want to see more from Soul, a.k.a. Todd Midget, he has a, um, a Fit Club uh, Facebook page. It's NC Fit Club. And you'll see yours truly on there. We do a lot of webisodes together and we're cutting up. And you'll see me when I'm not in the mood to be talking. And you'll see me when, I'm in, when we tease each other. Um, so I just want to leave you all with saying that right now at the present time you are amazing with who you are even if you've done something really extremely horrible you have to accept what the present time and present moment is in order for you to move up continue to define your life thank you for being here peace out I want to give a huge shout out to Todd Midget. You can find him at NC Fit Club on Instagram and Facebook. Another huge shout out to Alex Colorado. You can find her at Alex0REO on Instagram. They're both great. They help me with the podcast and they help us always trust and believe in who we are to get the message out that you have to know that you can do it. Check, check, one, two, three, check. For more support, visit me at facebook.com slash Fitness. Same on Instagram and Twitter. Or visit me at shantyfitness.com for more support and more motivation.